footage you now from National League Field in Boston, where the fourth All-Star game of history will begin in about 15 minutes. For the past hour or so, the great stars of the baseball world have been performing to the delight of the thousands of fans who have jammed the beehive to witness today's clash between the electric stars of the National and the American League. Boston has taken on a World Series atmosphere with cheering fans greeting their baseball favorites from all over the country with a frenzy that's characteristic of this good old baseball-loving city. Not since the World Series of 1914 of this field, now called National League Field, but still called Braves Field by the died and the wool fans, well, not since then has this time been so covered with big names in baseball. Early this morning, the fans began to arrive, and with a day that couldn't be any better, the All-Star game will make another historical chapter in the series. The proceeds, as you know, are for needy ball players, and a good sum will be realized for these men who contributed to the game in other and better days. This afternoon, the fields, uh, the bleachers are still vacant in a good many sections, so that there's still a chance for a good many fans to come out here and get seats for the game. The grandstand, of course, has been reserved. Well, we filled the capacity by game time, but there are still plenty of seats out there in the bleachers, uh, many vacant spots being noticed by our, uh, those of us who are in the booth here atop the grandstand. And this attendance now, which I think would approximate about 28 or 30,000, you think that's a fair estimate, Fred? 28 or 30,000, uh, compared this way with the attendance of the previous All-Star Games. Bruce was in Chicago in 1933, where the idea of the game, by the way, was originated by Art Ward. The attendance was close to 50,000. In New York in 1934, there were nearly 49,000 fans. And in Cleveland last year, almost 70,000 fans watched the leading players of both leagues. So far, the stars of the American League have won all the star games. And here's the story. The results of the past all-star battles in 1933 at Comiskey Park in Chicago, the American League has won by a score of 4-2. Four, four runs, 12 hits, and one error. The National All-Stars, two runs, eight hits, and no errors. At that time, Hallahan, Wanake, and Hubble, and Wilson, and Hartnett, and Gomez, Crowder, Grove, and Rick Farrell were on the mound and catching respect. In 1934, at the Polo Grounds in New York, the American Leaguers again won by a score of 9-7. to seven. Nine runs, 14 hits, and one error. The National Leaguers, seven runs, eight hits, and one error. And the batteries, Hubble, Warnicky, Mungo, Izzy Dean, Frank House, and Hartnett, and Lopez, Gomez, Ruffing, Harder, Dickey, and Cochran. In 1935, at the Municipal Stadium in Cleveland, the American Leaguers again won, this time by a score of four to one, four runs, eight hits, and no errors. The National Leaguers, one run, four hits, and one error. Walker, Schumacher, Derringer, Dizzy Dean, and Wilson, and Hartnett, Gomez, Carter, and Hensley for the bat. And there are plenty of the fans are out here today hoping for a National League win. Advancing the idea that Charlie Grimm will make it a ball game with plenty of fight in it rather than a parade of stars before the fans, they expect to see the National League as avoid the fourth defeat in this all-star series. Joe McCarty, the American League manager, substituting for Mickey Cotton, is said to be inclined to the feeling that the game should be considered an exhibition game and that plenty of substitutions should be made in order to give the fans a chance to see their favor. More than two million fans have made the selections of the players, and each manager has added to the results of the polls his own selections of additional players. And here is the squad as it is out here at National League Field today for the American League. In the outfield, Joe Maggio, New York. Earl April, Cleveland. Bruce Dawson of Detroit. George Selkirk, New York. Ray Radcliffe of Chicago. Ben Chapman of Washington. Infielders, Charlie Geringer of Detroit, Lou Gatling, Chicago, Frank Facetti of New York, Lou Gehrig of New York, Jimmy Fox of Boston, Boston Red Sox, and Frankie Higgins of Philadelphia. Pitchers, Lefty Grove of Boston, Vernon Kennedy of Chicago, Mel Harder of Cleveland, Vernon Gomez of New York, Marty Pearson of New York, 
and schoolboy Roy of Detroit. Captains Rick Carl of the Red Sox, Bill Dickey of the Yankees, and Riley Hensley of St. Louis. Manager, as I told you, will be Joe McCarty, who's substituting for Mickey Cochran, and Joe Cannon, the Red Sox manager, will be a coach along with Arthur Fletcher of New York, with a trainer for the American League squad, Doc Singer of New York. Now, here's the National League squad, uh, as it will fit in the dugout. Outfielders, Joe Medrick, St. Louis, Mel Art, New York, Wally Berger of Boston, Audrey Delane of Chicago, Frank Summary of Chicago, Joe Moore of New York. The infielders will be Bill Herman of Chicago, Aki Vaughn, Pittsburgh, Jimmy Collins, St. Louis, Leo DeRocha of St. Louis, Lou Riggs of Cincinnati, Gus Sewer of Pittsburgh, Stu Martin of St. Louis, and Arthur Whitney of Connie team. The pitchers will be Dizzy Dean of St. Louis, Kyle Hubble, New York, Kirk Davis of Chicago, Van Mungo of Brooklyn, Lon Warnicke of Chicago. And the catchers will be Gabby Houghton of Chicago and Ernie Lombardi of Cincinnati. Charlie Grimm will manage the National League squad, and the coaches will be Bill McKechnie of the Boston Bees and Jimmy Wilson of Philadelphia. Trainer is Andy Lockshaw of Chicago, and the umpires for today's game will be Bill Stewart, John R. Reardon, William Summers, and Louis Cole. And Fred Oy, when he gives you the play-by-play description, uh, will give you the starting lineup as it is announced for the beginning of the game this afternoon. There goes the cheer from the crowd and the applause as that comedy man of baseball, Al Jack, uh, comes out to a square ring, which has been five fighting rings, which has been uh, just put up uh, just on the third baseline. And Al, with his, uh, with his characteristic uh, uh, long-tailed coat and with his... Uh, under drawers, and that's what he's wearing today, showing with his socks rolled down, has gone into his old gag with a few of his trainers and his seconds down there, and that's pantomime dice game. And as he rolls the dice and uh, uh, calls for the uh, lock of the corner, which he gets, uh, he uh, loses, and of course goes through the, the characteristic motions of the man who has lost what he wants to win. And now he has taken his long tail coat off, and he has a pair of purple tights, and a jersey that is half white and half black. Uh, he's made up to resemble a colored boxer, and I don't know whether he's going through a pantomime uh, or whether he's going to have an opponent. I guess it's going to be a little shadow boxing. He steps out to receive the applause uh, of the crowd. His seconds take him over to the corner, uh, one corner, and then the other, so that Al Jack is going to play both corners. And now there is the referee as he raises his hand, and uh, uh, Al Jack salams to him, and I think that this uh, will be a shadow boxing exhibition on the part of Al Jack. While Al is going through that Adamon down there. Now let me give you the batting averages of the outfielders in the American League squad. Sinatra of New York, 358. Averill of Cleveland, 348. Clark of New York, 318. Radcliffe of Chicago, 375. Chapman of Washington, 285. And Gosselin of Detroit, 321. And boy, those sure are star batting averages. The catchers are Dickey of New York, 362. Hemsley of St. Louis, 298. And Rick Farrell of Boston, 280. <laughs> All of this cheering and laughter which you hear from the background uh, from the fans here for Al Jack who has just knocked himself down as he is doing a shadow boxing. There's the count on the part of the referee. He gets up at the count of four and as he gets up, he gets his own glove in the way, knocks himself out again and the water boy and all of the seconds rush in to see if they can revive Mr. Jack. Again to the batting averages of the American League is the infielders, uh, Geringer 
of Detroit, 356. Appling of Chicago, 370. Gehrig of New York, 399. Jimmy Parks of Boston, 331. Higgins of Philadelphia, 285. And Corsetti of New York, 319. That laughter from the fans came as uh, Al Shack went to his corner and uh, supposedly knocked out. And instead of him being revived, he started to revive his trainer who assumed his place on the stool in the corner. Shaq is now dizzying himself around down there as he is made up in black face, as I have told you. Half of his face is black and the other half has not had any makeup on it. And he is going through now a slow motion gag of his, which has always been particularly popular with the fans. Uh, the referee is also going through the slow motion. And uh, with a slow motion smack to his chin, uh, he is uh, going through all of the... <laughs> All of the different punches that uh, uh, you see when you see a prize fight. He's right down in slow motion, and I think he's getting a little applause for, for this gesture as he knocks himself out in slow motion and idly uh, relaxes and responds. There's a big pot of water right in his face, which takes his makeup off, and the fans are being treated to a lot of fun here before the ball game starts this afternoon. I see if we can pick up the applause from out there for our chat. Thank you very much, John. The uh, seconds are taking down the ring from uh, the third, the third baseline, and Jack now is posing for the various photographers after he has given his uh, comedy sketch to the fans who are here at the National League Field. There are still plenty of seats in the bleachers of Lexington Field, so that those who live around the territory where the game is being played, if they get out here, I think we'll have a chance to get some seats this afternoon. Don't you think so, Brett? It'll be a great game to come out and watch, and it's a wonderful day for a ball game. Let me give you now the records of the pitchers in the uh, American League All-Star Sports. Lefty Grove of Boston won 10 and lost 3. Gomez of New York won 7 and lost 3. Marty Pearson of New York won 11 and lost 3. Schoolboy Row of Detroit won 7 and lost 4. Uh, Kennedy of Chicago won 9 and lost 4. Del Harder of Cleveland won 10 and lost 6. Now, there's the averages for the American League squad. Now, let's look over at the National League statistics. The outfield is we have uh, Medwick of St. Louis, 329, Art of New York, 321, Berger of Boston, 268, Demery of Chicago, 328, Moore of New York, 307, and Augie Galan of Chicago, 284. Uh, there are two catches on the National League squad, uh, Hartnett of Chicago and Lombardi of Cincinnati. Uh, Hartnett with uh, 308 average and Lombardi with 314. And the infield averages are the members of the squad. Thurman of Chicago, 316. Vaughn of Pittsburgh, 292. Sewer of Pittsburgh, 349. Collins of St. Louis, 329. Dewey Martin of St. Louis, 349. Mickey Whitney of Philadelphia, 277. Leo DeRosa of St. Louis, 301. And Riggs of Cincinnati, 251. And here is the average of the pitchers of the National League squad. Dizzy Dean of St. Louis, 114 and lost four. That's against Lefty Grove, winning of 10 and losing of three games. Hubble of New York, 10 and 5. Mungo of Brooklyn, 8, 1, 8, and lost 10. Warnicky of Chicago, 1, 8, 1, 8, and uh, uh, lost 4. And Davis of Chicago, an even up with 7 and 7. And Fred has a note for me, uh, which I'd like you to put in, Fred. Will you shoot it right at the microphone there? Grove, Grove is 
one and Lettman lost three. He won Sunday's game. Okay, I could have told you, fans, that these statistics that I'm giving to you uh, come up to the holiday games, and Fred, of course, who is broadcasting the games every day here, always has the last-minute statistics, so that that gives uh, Lefty another win. That was the one-to-nothing shutout, wasn't it, Fred, uh, over the athletics. And now the uh, umpires of the day, uh, Bill Stewart and Johnny Redden and Bill Summers and Louis Coles are down around home plate, and I think just in a few minutes they'll be discussing the ground rules uh, with the board of strategy of the American League as well as of the uh, National League squad. Yes, I think uh, there's Joe Cronin down there of the Red Sox and Arthur Fletcher of New York and Joe McCarthy, uh, the American League board of strategy, and uh, conferring with them, uh, Charlie Grimm and uh, the others who are uh, managing along with him, Bill McKechnie of the Bees and Jimmy Wilson of Philadelphia. Uh, there are the batteries that you're doing announced now, and I'm going to ask Fred if he'll give you the starting lineup of the All-Star Game. You are, Fred. All right, well, I understand it. Hello, everybody. This is Fred Hoy speaking. We're about to broadcast the All-Star Game from the American League team. Here's the American League batting order. Batter number one is Luke Appling, shortstop from the White Sox. Batter number two is Charlie Garinger. Second baseman from Detroit. Batter number three is Joe DiMaggio. Playing right field from the New York Yankees. Batter number four is Luke Gehrig. First baseman from the New York Yankees. In center field, batting number five is Earl Averill. Center fielder from Cleveland. Then comes Rick Farrell, the catcher, from the Red Sox. Left field, Rip Radcliffe from the White Sox. And Frank Pinky Higgins, third baseman. Then comes Lefty Grove, the pitcher. And to the National League, batter number one is Augie Galan from the Chicago Cops, center fielder. Batter number two is Billy Hammond, second baseman from the Chicago Cops. Batter number three is Rip Collins, first baseman from the Cardinals. In left field is Joe Medley from the Cardinals. In right field, Frank Demery from the Chicago Cops. Catcher, Gabby Hartner. For the Chicago Cubs. Third baseman, Pinky Whitney, from the Phillies. And shortstop, Leo DeRosa, from the St. Louis Cardinals. And pitcher, Dizzy Dean, from the Cardinals. Lefty Goal, pitching for the American League team, has won 11 games and lost three. Dizzy Dean, pitching for the National League team, has won 14 and lost four. Umpires are now in the huddle down there with the coaches and captains over the ground rules here. Since they've changed uh, this field around here, they've moved it 15 feet to the left here. Here are the grandstands. They have to have a very long discussion before every series on the new ground rules. The umpires of play will be Dean Gordon. And we don't know just how those other umpires are going to work. The other umpires are Bill Summers, Bill Stewart, and Louis Cole. And three of those umpires come from uh, Massachusetts. Bill Stewart is from Milton, Massachusetts. Bill Summers is from Upton, Massachusetts. And uh, Dean Graydon, born and raised in Taunton, Massachusetts. First batter coming up for the American League will be Luke Appling. Luke is 25 years old, stands 5'10", and weighs 175. 
Last season, Luke batted 307. He's now batting 315. A lot of 375 fans. He's second to Luke Gehrig in the American League batting average. Aubrey has played in one all-star game. He went to bat four times, made one hit, and had an average of 250. We have another chance to see the sensational player Joe DiMaggio here from the Yankees. And uh, recently, Joe Cohen managed the Red Sox, paid him a wonderful tribute. He said, Joe said, if I had a boy whom I wanted to teach the proper way to bat, I'd make him study DiMaggio at the plate. When I first broke into the Major League, several good batters gave me some very definite instructions. I can remember all the things they told me to do right now. And when I see DiMaggio up at bat, I can't help recall those instructions because he does everything just according to Hoyle. DiMaggio stands with his bat steady and ready. Takes only a short step, hits with a level swing. He delays his swing until he sees what type of kick is coming. He's inside pitches. He punches outside pitches to right field. He seems to be a batter without a weakness. He seldom strikes out. When you get him out, you consider yourself lucky. That's a wonderful tribute to that successful boy, Joe DiMaggio, from San Francisco, by his fellow townsman, Joe Corrin, manager of the Boston Red Sox. Now, Brian Stewart, starting the ground rules down there. There's Charlie Graham, Joe McCartney, Bill McCackney, Joe Corrin, Leo DeRosa, everybody but Al Jack. They threw the photographers from the field. They've got a place up there at the top of the flat park. And we're about to start this game. Grand Sand is uh, well filled up. Some seats in the left field beaches and also in first base. Centerfield is fairly well filled up. We're ready to go. <clears throat> Just a minute. Here's Lyons. Thank you very much, Fred. Well, we seem to be getting into a little difficulty before we start our game down here. Uh, the umpires and the managers of both uh, clubs, uh, the All-Star clubs, have been in a long conference down here on the ground rules. And Fred, you check me if I'm incorrect in this, but I think that uh, uh, they have uh, gone through this conference just beyond home plate, and I think I probably overheard the umpire call for Judge Landis over there. Yes, I think that's right. Isn't that the commissioner who's coming up? And now the both uh, boards of strategy and the umpires are conferring with Judge Landis uh, just outside the dugout of the American Leaguers who are wearing the traveling uniform today, and... Uh, the conference, imagine, will be over uh, some point of the ground rules. This is the largest playing surface of any field in either league, and of course, uh, uh, no ground rules are in effect because the crowd, uh, there's still plenty of room for the crowd here, and uh, of course, before the game began, Bob Quinn was with Kyle Quinn putting this game over in Boston and given out the information uh, that only the capacity of 42,000 would be allowed. But there's still chance for a few thousand to get into the game. Uh, there's the judge who once again has stepped in uh, to the ground rules argument. And there goes the applause from the crowd as the judge goes back to his box beyond the dugout. And uh, the umpires go out to take their positions on the field. And the National League will take the field as they go off the dugout. And here's Fred Hoy for a play-by-play description. Take it away, Fred. Here we are. And once more, 
I'll give you that batting on the American League. Halfway. Shortstop. Derringer, second base. Camargo, right field. Geary, first base. Abel, center field. Rick Bell, catch. Ratcliffe, left. Casey Higgins on third. And Grove, is pickle. And in the field for the National League, Luke Collins on first base. Billy Herman is on second. Leo DeRose is playing short. Pinky Whitney is on third. Joe Medwick is in left. Augie Galan in center. And Frank Demery is in right. Dizzy Dean is out there now, warming up with Gabby Hyman, Luke Appling, step to the bat. And one more, Luke Appling is 25 years old, stands 5'10", weighs 175. Luke Appling was born in Philadelphia, he now makes his home in High Point, North Carolina. Last season he batted 307, he's now batting 375, he's number second in the batting order. There's a call strike on Appling. All strike on Luke Appling. Now Dizzy's ready, starts his motion, and here's the pitch again. Another call strike, two strikes on Appling. Boy, how that team is buzzing him in there. Well, he's two strikes. at first base for the Americans is Joe Cohen, manager of the Boston Red Sox, and at third base coaching is Art Fletcher. Too high, ball one. Two strikes, one ball. We're down on Epling. Two and one. And did he start his motion? Here it comes. Too high and close. Ball two. Two and two. Did he appears to be working very fast out there. Out on Appling is 2-2. Two two. Next batter is Garinger. Following Garinger is Joe DiMaggio. 2-2. And, and here he comes. And the foul. First base reaches. 2-2-2. Two, two two. Down by the place Gene Gwynn. At first base, Bill Summers. At second, Bill Stewart. And at third, Louis Cole. Too high and close. Ball three. Three and two. Look out on Epling. Three and two. Now did he start his motion. And here it comes. Another foul. Over the roof. Still three and two. Three balls, two strikes. Three and two. Now did he start the rubber? Start his wind-up. Here it comes. Too high and he walks. Luke Appling gets the base on ball. That brings up Tally Garinger, second baseman from Detroit, left-hand batter. Tally is 33 years old, stands 5'11", weighs 180. Tally was born in Fowlerville, Michigan, now lives in Detroit, Michigan. Last season, he batted 330. He's now batting 366. He's number three in American League in batting, being led by Drew Garrigan and Luke Appling. Been in three All-Star games and has batted 444 in the three games. Call strike on Garrison. One of the greatest second basemen of all time. Riding the class with Larry Leslie, Eddie Collins, and Johnny Evers. There's a foul out there left field, foul ground. Over goes Whitney Ford, and Pinky can't reach it. And the count on Garinger is two strikes. 
great second baseman. I think I mentioned just a moment ago. Frankie Frisch, Chicago manager with a great second baseman. Doing nothing. Two strikes on carriages. Happening on first, nobody out. And a foul in the press box. <laughs> no hurt. <laughs> This press box certainly is jammed. We invite us from all over the country. Here's Kreidman Rice over there, Bill Cunningham, Damon Rungan. Doing nothing. There's a pump fly. Down to DeRozier short. Field takes it. Garriger pops out to DeRozier short. One man gone. And here comes that sensational Joe DiMaggio. From San Francisco. 21 years old, stands 6 feet tall, weighs 185. He was born in Martinez, California, now lives in San Francisco. Batting 358 for the Yankees, last year was San Francisco, he batted 399, and there's a crowd of Ella Whitney, fourth play at second, and a double play at first. Joe DiMaggio, hits into a double play, DiMaggio. Grounds to Whitney at third, Whitney. Goes to Billy Herman on second, forcing Appling. Then Herman gets that ball over to Collins at first base and doubles up the Marshall. That double plane went around the horn, third to second to first. Lefty Gore gets a great hand as he steps to the mound for the American League team. On the defense first inning, batter number one is Luke Appling. He walks. Charlie Garrett, about number two, pops out to Jerusalem or short. Then Joe DiMaggio hitting a double play. Whitney, the third baseman, to Herman, the second. Baseman forcing Appling. And Herman gets that ball over the first base and double up DiMaggio. Here comes Augie Galland, the center fielder. Battle number one for the Hatch. Augie is 23 years old, stands 5'11 and weighs 164. Last season, Augie batted 314, now batting 284. This is his first All-Star game. His home is in Berkeley, California. A little bit confusing here, fans. The players are using their regular numbers that they use for their home teams. We have four number fours on the American League team. Too high, ball one. <laughs> One another one ball, the count on Galan, right hand batter. Augie Galan from the Chicago Cubs. Now let these shots his motion. And here it comes. A call strike on Augie. One and one. One ball, one strike. One and one. Bill McKechnie, the D's manager, coaching at third base for Nationals, and Pine Planer, Pittsburgh manager, coaching at first. Two, Augie swings. Two strikes, one ball, two and one on Cullen. Well, in the last half of first inning, it's been no score. Two and one. And here comes. And he's called on a strike. Augie Galan, he's called on a strike. That brings up Billy Herman. Second base and right-hand batter from the Chicago Cubs. Billy is 26 years old, stands 5'11", weighs 185. Last season, Billy batted 341, fifth in the National League of batting, now batting 316. His home is in New Albany, Indiana. And they fly to right field. 
to DiMaggio. Joe takes it. Herman flies out to DiMaggio in right field. Brings up Rip Collins, the first baseman. Rip is a switch batter. He's up there right-handed now against Southpaw Grove. Rip is 30 years old, stands 5'9 and a half, weighs 165. Last season, Rip batted 313. He's now batting 329. Collins was born in Alton, of Pennsylvania. He now lives in Rochester, New York. One ball. Here's the count on Rip. Now, let these charges wind up. Here comes High and wide. Ball two. Two and I think two men gone for the last half of first. There's been no score in this game. Two and I Doing one. Two balls, one strike. Two and one. Rip Collins batting. Next batter is Joe Medrick. Following Joe is Frank Devers. Two and one. Two all. Ball three. Three and one. Three balls, one strike. There comes. Foul. Over the And the count is three and two. Three balls, two strikes. Luke Garrett's on first base the Americans. Charlie Garrett is second. Luke Appling short. Dickie Higgins on third. Rip Ratcliffe in left. Earl Abel in center. Joe DiMaggio in right. The count is three and two. And here's the big one. He walks. Rip Collins hits the base on ball. That brings up Joe Medrick, the left fielder, right hand batter. Joe is 24 years old, stands 5'9, weighs 180. Last season, Joe batted 353, second in the National League in batting, second to Archie Bourne, now batting 343. He's third to Buck Jordan, off the beans, and Dolph Camilli of the field. Patrick's home is in Carteret, New Jersey. Joe has been in two All-Star games. Been the bat five times in past games. Made one hit. Average of 200. There's a fly to deep center field. Abel backs up for it, and he's under it, and he takes it. Patrick flies out to Abel in deep center field. The final national out in the last half of first. These teams have played the first inning. There's been no score. Pitching for the Americans is Lefty Grove and for the Nationals, Dizzy D. The first batter for the Americans going into the first half. The second is Luke Gehrig, first baseman, left-hand batter for the New York Yankees. Brewer is 33 years old, stands 6 feet 1, weighs 205. Last season, Lou batted 329. He's now batting 389 to lead the American League in batting. Lou has been in three All-Star games and has failed to make a hit. His home is in New Rochelle, New York. Outside, ball one. One and I think one ball. Ball two. 
rallies, the ball's no time. Now to the ready to pitch. Stepped off the mound. Do anything. Too high, ball three. Three and on Gary. Following Gary is early room. Then comes Rick Farrell. Gary gets the base on balls. Gary walks. Rear Lebo. Benefila from Cleveland. Now batting. Wally Murray. Well, he's 33 years old. Stands 5'10 and a half. Weighs 165. Last season, Earl batted 288. Now batting 348. He's been in two all-star games. He's been about five times. And has made three hits. On average of 600. He was born in Snohomish, Washington. He now lives in Cleveland. There's a foul. Back near the screen. Gabby Hatton goes back for the concrete. Strikes the screen. One strike in April. Gary on first base, nobody else. We're in the first half, the second, and there's been no score. Now, is he ready? Ball one, one and one. One ball, one strike. One and one. And a pop fly. Back of the Georgia. Bill backs up for his hundred. And he takes it. Abel flies out to Derosier short. One man gone. Rick Perl. Red Sox catch him, Eddie. Right hand batter. Rick is 29 years old, stands 5'11, weighs 170. Last season, Rick batted 301, now batting 297. Then the one all-star game, then about three times and failed to make a hit. Born in Durham County, North Carolina, now lives in Guilford, North Carolina. All strike on Rick. Derrick on first base, one man gone. Strike. Strike two. Two strikes on Rick Farrell. Two and nothing. Two high. Four and one. Two strikes, one ball. Two and one. Two strikes, one ball. on Rick Farrell. That brings up Ray. Rip, right flip, left fielder from the Chicago White Sox, left hand batter. Rip is 29 years old, stands 5'10", weighs 175. Last season, Rip batted 286, he's now batting 375. It's his first all-star game. He was born in Kiowa, Oklahoma. He now lives in Pittsburgh, Oklahoma. And he has a foul ball. One strike. One strike on right flip. Gary's on first base, two men gone. Now, City Dean is ready. One strike on left. He goes over to first, and they get Mr. Garrett napping off that bag. City Dean whips that ball over to Rip Connors, and they get Garrett napping off first base. City Dean. 
Green, two columns, they get carried off first. The final marking out the first half of the second. Well, we're going to last half of the second inning. There's been no score in this all-star game. Pitching for the Americans is Lexi Gold and for the Nationals, Dizzy Dean. the champions legacy of the world here in the press box today, sending Demon London's baseball story. Name is Teddy McElroy. Good to have all the champion leaders here. Look around. Well, here we go. The last half a second. The first batter is Frank Emery. Emily might be the right hand batter. Frank is 25 years old, stands 5'11 and a half, weighs 185. Last season, Frank batted 325, now batting 328. Born in Woodland, California, now lives in Los Angeles. Ball strike on Frank. What another one strike? Pinky would be third base and right hand batter up. 
That is fly to deep center. Abel backs up for it. Near the fence. He takes it. And here comes Gabby scoring after catch. Whitney. Flies out to Abel. Deep center field. And after catch. Hardness scores to third base with a second run for the net. That brings up Leo DeRozier. Shot stop. Right-hand batter. Leo said he is old, stands 5'10", weighs 160. Foul. Strike. Last season, Leo batted 265. He's now batting 301. Leo was born in Wood, Springfield, Massachusetts. He now makes his home in Cincinnati. One nothing, one strike. Too low. Ball one, one and one. See that Joe DiMaggio play a ball like that. There's a single to center field by Leo. DeRozier single to center field. And Abel lets the ball go through him. He recovers. And Leo tries to take second base. And it's thrown out. Abel to Affleck. DeRozier single to center field. And when the ball got rolled between Abel's legs, rolled away from about 10 feet, Leo tried to go to second base. And was thrown out. Abreu to Appling the shortstop. And he was the second base. Did he be batting? Pitcher, right-hand batter. Says he's 25 years old, stands 63 and three quarters, weighed 189. Says he was born in Holdenville, Oklahoma. He now lives in Bradenton, Florida. Right. Right too, he brings two strikes on, does he? Two strikes. Two enemies. And Dean strikes out. I'm going to repeat that inning again. Demering, batter number one. Single left. Gabby Hartnett, triple by DiMaggio. Out there in right field, scoring Demering for first base. And Vicky Whitney, right after Abel, deep center field, and after catch, Hartnett scores for third base. And DeRocher, single to center field, and when Abel let the ball go through his legs and rolled away about 10 feet, Leo tried to go to second base, and was thrown out, Abel to Appling the shotgun. And City Dean, stuck out. Well, I'll turn you over to the line of Saturday. Now, here, Alan. Thank you very much, Brad. That was certainly a swell inning to watch, fans, when Demarain single with the first hit of the game. And that was a line drive to right by Gabby Hartnett. It was a terrific drive which went through the Maggio, as Fred told you. And it was short as a triple for Hartnett. And then on that long fly, Earl Averill had to go out to the almost the 407-foot marker out in center field in order to get the long fly which followed uh, for the scoring of Gabby Hartnett from third base. And here's Fred Boy now to give you the play-by-play. Here's the right flip up. We're going to the first half of the third. What is for National 2, American Hunting. And there they foul. Strike by one. Right foot was up back in the second inning when Luke Garrett was caught napping off first base. One and one. Foul to the screen. Strike two. Two strikes, one ball. Two and one. Two strikes, one ball. 
Last left batting. And here's the pitch. Two balls in. Two and two.
The broadcast is coming to you through WGN Tribune Square, Chicago. National score two into the second when Hartnett tripled after Demery single for Demery and Whitney's long fly to East center field gave Hartnett a chance to score after catch. Run number two. Here's Augie Galan coming up and we're going to last half the third. Lefty starts his wind-up. Here it comes. Too high. Ball one. There's a fly to Abel in center field. Who takes it to retire, Augie. The land. Flies out to Abel in center field. One man gone. Billy Herman batting. They will fly it out to DeMarzo in right field. First time up. Right-hand batter. Here's the pitch coming. Foul over the roof. One strike on Herman. One another with strike. One man gone the last and third. For Nashville, two Americans, nothing. Strike. Too close. Ball one. One one on Herman. One ball and one strike. One and one. And here comes. Too high. Ball two. Two and one. Two balls, one strike. Two balls, one strike. Two high balls, three. Three and one. Three balls, one strike. Three and one. And Billy Wolf. Billy Herman gets the base on ball. That brings up Rip Collins. Rip Wolf, the first time up. Ankles have a man on first base. One out. Following with Collins is Joe Metric. Then comes Frank Devers. Herman on first base. One out. They're good. There they fly to that left field. Over goes right to forward. In the left center, the wind's going to hold that. Back to face the foot out. Collins flies out to Ratcliffe in left center. Joe Medwick batting. Joe flight out to Abel and Tennessee, first time up. Right hand batter. Arnold Green. Right. One second. Medwick. Coming on first base, two up. Ready. Here it comes. And they fly the left. Let's see if Ratcliffe can reach that. He's over for it. Nice running catch. Nice running catch by Ratcliffe over near the foul line in left. 
Bradley flies out to Redford in left. Third pretty running catch by Rip. I'm going to turn you over to the line of service. Here you are, Lance. Just for a second, Todd, we'll take time out, Sam, for safe identification. We're broadcasting this all-star game between the National All-Stars and the American League All-Stars. Direct from National League Field in Boston. And the score at the end of the third inning is National League is two and American League is nothing. This is the Yankee Network and the Mutual Broadcasting System. This is WGM Good News Square, Chicago. Now from Kubala from the New York Giants. Is now pitching for the Nats. And the first batter to save Carl will be the leadoff man, Luke Hapley. Hapley lost the first time up. But right the first half of the fourth inning was for an ash with two Americans nothing. Now starts his motion. Here it comes. Ball strike on Luke. One other one strike. There's a foul out there in right field. Foul ground. All of those. Henry Ford. He makes a nice running catch of that. I didn't think of trying to reach that ball. Nice running catch. That foul ball by Frank Demery, the right fielder. Appling. Fouls out to Demery, the right fielder. One man gone. Charlie Garen's about it. Charlie pops out to DeRozier's short first time up. Now Kyle starts his motion. There's a clean hit to right field by Garinger. Charlie Garinger lines a single to right. Joe DiMaggio about it. Joe hit a double play the first time up. By the, by the way, fans, the three innings that Dizzy Dean worked, he allowed no hits, and two men reached first base. Two walks, one to Appling in the first, one to Gehrig in the second. Two men reached first base on Dizzy Dean. All strike on DiMaggio. Looks right. Yeah, you're on first base and one out. Wow. Strike two. Two strikes on Joe. So nothing. Two strikes. Two men are gone. Luke Eric batting. 
walk the first time up. Americans have a man on first base. Two outs. That is Lou Gehrig. And there's a ball gets away from Honda. I don't know whether they're going to score that. That ball, or a wild pitch. That's a pass ball. Judge to Gabby Hyman. Garinger goes to second. Only a pass ball. Ball got away from Gabby Hyman. Rolled about 10 feet away from the plate. Garinger going to second. All the pass ball. One ball to count on Garrick. And the grounder. Nice shot by Collins. Hubble covered first. He takes the through. And the runner is retired. Two and one. 
Down on Whitney. Two balls, one strike. Go in one. Foul to the screen. Two and two on Whitney. We're in the last half of fourth inning. Scores National School, American Nothing. Two balls, two strikes. Now, two boys, roll is ready. Got the point. Go in, two. Here it comes. There's a line single to right center by Whitney. Danny hit for thinking. Whitney. Lines a single to right center. Brings up Leo DeRoja. Leo single center field. First time up. Right hand batter. Line on first and two out. Two high. Ball one. One ball. One and nothing. Strike swing. One and one on Leo. One ball and one strike. One and one. One ball and one strike. Strike on DeRosa. Two strikes, one ball. Go in one. Go in one. That's what they have. Whitney on first base. And two out. Two angles. Ball two. Two and two. Leo. Two and two in the batter. Two out and a man on first base. Look out. He strikes him out. The road is strikes out. Final national out in the last half of the fourth. He scores the enemy fourth inning of Sanchez School, American Stuffing. Pitching for the national. Now Hubble and for the American South, schoolboy roll. Oh, 
One strike. Foul. Strike two. Two strikes on April. Pinky swing. 
Something on strike. And a foul outside of third. Thank you. Both third basemen carry the nickname Pinky. Both come from Philadelphia. And both live in Texas. Pinky Whitney in San Antonio. And Pinky Higgins in Dallas. Next up, two two strike on Higgins. Two nothing, two strikes on Higgins. Last up on first base and two out. Higgins is called on strike. Pinky Higgins is called on on strike. Second time Pinky is fans. Well, at the end of the first half of fifth inning of Nationals 2, American Cutting. Searching for the National Town is Kyle Hubble and for the American Schoolboy Roll. The first batter for the Nationals going to the last half of fifth inning is Kyle Hubble. National scored two in the second. Demery opened that second with a single and scored on Hardin's triple. And Hatton scored on Whitney's outfield fly to Abel and Seth. Here's Carl Hubble coming up. Carl is 32 years old, stands 6 feet tall, weighs 170. Last season, Hubble won 23 games and lost 12. So far, he's won 10 and lost 5 this season. He was born in Carthage, Missouri. And he now lives in Meeker, Oklahoma. Well, here we go. The last half of it. Bill Summers, the American League, is now umpiring at the plate. Bill Stewart is umpiring at first. At second, Louis Coles. And at third, Dean Grid from the National League. And they puff fly. Down to Garringer's second base. Charlie takes it. Hubble. Up top to Garringer, second base. One man down. Augie Galland coming up. Augie called on strike the first time up. The second time up, he flied out to center field. Here's the pitch to Augie. Some misunderstanding over the ground rules here on that. That's 
Why we hesitate for a moment? See what these umpires are going to call at. Now the the managers are all surrounding teams with him. And uh, Ed Bill will take me down here. And Joe Cohen, Joe McCarty, and they're arguing with Steve Wynn. That ball hit that flag pole first in the middle and found it into the into the bleachers foul. But it's stuck on three ground and is a home run. Oh home run for Hoggy Glenn. That brings up Billy Harmon. Or now Nashville three, American Gothic. That's the first time I've ever seen that ball hit like that here in Boston. Billy Hill and Benny. Ball one. First time up, Billy slide out to right. Second time up, German walk. Too high, ball two. Two nothing on the level. No nothing, two balls, no strength. Two one. And a clean hit to right field by Herman. The right, and he goes to second with the mouth. He'll fumble the ball. They throw the second, and he's in there. Let's see what that is being scored—a single and an error. Herman singles to right and goes to second when Joe DiMaggio fumbles that hit to right field. DiMaggio is charged for an error. That brings up Rip Collins with a man on second base and one out. Rip walked the first time up. The second time up, he slide out. To left field. To left right. And here comes. Good old ball one. Ripped up there, batting left-handed now against his right-handed roll. One another one ball. Here comes. Outside and low. Ball two. Do anything. On Rip Collins. Doing nothing. Doing nothing. And a foul, right field foul ground. Americans have another right hand warming up. Looks, looks like Mel Hardison from here. Two balls, one strike. Two and one. Batter is Rip Collins. Billy Hillman on second base and one out. Second time in this ball game. 
That brings up Joe Medwick. Joe flied out to Wave on center field the first time up. Second time up, he was on to the hit by Rip Grasslip and left when Rip went over to the foul line and made a very pretty running catch. Medwick up with Collins on first, Herman on second, and one out. into the Nationals in this fifth home run by Galan. All strike on Joe. One another, one strike. One another, one strike. And here it comes. Wow, strike two. Two strikes on Joe. Joe, I think two strikes. Nationals have Collins on first, Herman on second. One out. Now, waiting for Roe to pitch. Now it's two strikes on the batter, Joe Medley. One ball. 
Four went on goal, one ball and one strike. One and one. He laid the bunt down. He tried to lay a bunt. He popped up his fly. Hubble came in and dove to that ball and just caught it before it struck the ground. Schoolboy rolled, tried to lay a bunt, and he popped a little fly, a little fly. Now Hubble, the pitcher came in towards the third baseline and dove to that ball and caught it before it struck the ground. To retire roll. One man gone. Luke Kapling, Betty. Luke walked the first time up. The second time up, he fouled out to Demery in right. Frank making a very pretty winning catch that foul ball. As they fly to Centerfield and Galan takes it. Appling flies out to Galan in Centerfield. Two men gone. Meanwhile, Telegram has Chris Davis, the right-hand pitcher from the Cubs, warming up the bullpen in left field. Charlie Gavinger, buddy. Charlie has made one single. First time up, Charlie slide out to the road there. Second time up, he singles to right field. One another, one ball. Two more ball, two. Then they made only two hits off. Carl Hubble in two and two thirds. Garinger walks. Garinger gets the base on ball. That brings up Joe DiMaggio. Joe hit into a double play the first time up. The second time up, he flied out to DeRozier at short. Gets a good hand from the crowd. All strike on the module. One early, one strike. Two, four, one. One, one on the module. One ball, one strike. Back to Hubble, Carl. Throws him out of first base. Hubble, the pitcher, throws out DiMaggio at first. They finally mark it out for first half for six. The score at the end of the first half for sixth inning is Nationals four, Americans nothing. Pitching for the Nationals, Carl Hubble, and for the Americans, schoolboy roll. Nationals scored two in the second and two in the fifth. Gabby Hammond drove in the first run for the Nationals, and he was driven in by Whitney Fly in the second. And in the fourth, rather the fifth, the land hit a home run, and Herman singled, Collins walked, Joe Medrick singled the left, scored Herman with the Nationals' fourth run. 
Is Gabby Hutton coming to bat? Gabby tripled the first time up. Second time up, he grounded out. For the Americans now, Booth Garland from Detroit. Call strike. Call strike on Hartnett. One other one strike. Outside and low, ball one. One and one on Hartnett, one ball and one strike. One and one. There's a corner. Down to Appling is short. Luke throws the first, and he gets Gabby. Appling is short, throws out Hartnett at first. One man gone, the last of six. Mickey Whitney batting. Whitney flied out the first time up. Run scoring out to catch the center field. The second time up, Pinky single to center field. Right hand batter. He lays a bunny close foul. One strike on Pinky. One nothing, one strike. One strike on Whitney. There it comes. Foul screen. Strike two. Two strikes on Whitney. Two other things. Two strikes. Here's the pitch coming. Too high and close. Ball one. Two strikes. One ball. Two strikes, one ball. Two high and close, ball two. Two and two on Whitney. Two balls, two strikes. Two and two. And Pinky is called on a strike. Whitney is called out on a strike. Two men are gone. Leo Drones are batting. Leo single attend the people first time up. Second time up, Leo fans. Look on. Power screen. One strike on Leo. Five. 
Lou Gehrig comes in for it, and Lou makes the put out, hits him down in fairground. The Roser pops out to Gehrig. The first pitch, the final national out in the last half of the sixth. Fourth game of the sixth inning is National Four, American Nothing, 50 for the National Carl Huddle, and 40 American Schoolboy Bowl. Station identification plans are broadcasting direct from the National League field in Boston. This is the Yankee Network and the Mutual Broadcasting System. This is WGN Tribune Square, Chicago. And here's Fred Hoy. Chris Davis. Chicago Cubs is now pitching for the next. Right-hander, Chris Davis. Chris is 29 years old, stands 6 feet 3, weighs 185. Last season with the Bills, he pitched in 44 games. He won 16 and lost 14. So far this season with the Bills and Cubs, he's won seven and lost them. This is his first All-Star game. David was born in Greenfield, Missouri, and now lives in Azusa, California. All <laughs> strike, all the batter, Lou Gehrig. Lou walked the first time up. Second time up, he got it out. Ball one. American uh, League All-Stars have made just two hits off the National League pitch. They got both goals off Hubble. And a long play. That may be a home run. That may be a home run. In right seat. It is a home run. Home run by Luke Gage. A tremendous play. Out there about 430 feet in what we call here in Boston the jury box speeches by the scoreboard in right field. A terrific pump by Luke Gehrig. On his own ankle, four Americans won by the third April. Out of the mighty hit. Outside, ball wins. Pitching for the National. 
back to Davis, and Kurt throws him out of first base. Davis, the pitcher, throws out Dickey at first. That brings up Goose Gosling, left fielder, left-hand batter. The Goose is 34 years old, stands 5'11", weighs 185. Last season, he batted 292. He's now batting 321. His home is in Salem, New Jersey. Hello, ball one. One, I think, one ball. Ball strike. That home run, by the way, made by Lil' Gary, was his first hit in his fourth All-Star game. A home run. Ball two. The count on Garland is two balls, one strike.
Collins, who strikes one ball. Foul the screen. Two and one, two strikes, one ball. Two 
Vegas have Delcourt on first, Fox on second, and Doswell on third. Now Kurt Davis starts his motion, and here's the pitch. Outside, ball one. One another one ball. Oh, 
Gary Hodges and just on into a huddle with Lon Warnicke. Well, this isn't the first time to get into his face. Warnicke, face the last ball, the whole city. Won 20 and lost 13. So far this season, he's won eight and lost four. 
Holmes, his first all-star game. Want to keep Holmes in both Ida, Arkansas. Final last out in the last half of the 
Final score at the end of the seventh inning is National 4, American 3. Pitching for the Americans now is Mel Harder and for the Nationals, Lauren Wernicke. Second time up, ground out, and the third time up, hit that tremendous home run smash in the right field beach. That is, reaches by the scoreboard we call the jury box reaches here in Boston. That home run carried about 430 feet. Third base of Whitney, he fumbles, recovers, 
Goes to first and gets his man. Good pass recovery by Pinky Whitney at third baseman. Chapman, center guarder, down to Whitney at third. Pinky fumbled that ball for a moment, made a quick recovery. Threw to Collins at first base and retired Chapman. Gary going to second on the out. That was not his sacrifice. That brings up Bill Dickey, the catcher. Here's Bill Dickey coming up. Now. Man on second base, and one out. Hello, ball one. Yeah, the old tying run on second base. One on England ball. Ready? Dr. Moulton. Here comes the big one. 
strike on Mel. Mel has that very peculiar stance to bat. He's cocked his right leg as it as the pitch comes up. One strike. Two low. Ball one. One and one on Mel. One ball and one strike. Ball two, two and one, two balls, one strike. Clock was too low. Two and one, two balls and one strike. Too close. Ball three, three and one now. Three balls, one strike. One man gone, we're in the last half of the eighth inning. Four Nationals, four American three. All strike on Mel, and the count is now three balls, two strikes. Three and two. Three and two. There's a guard, it's a hit. To the right of that wing, into left, that's the base hit. Now left, starting for Demering, singles to Appling's right, into left field. Gabby Hunter batting. Gabby triple the first time up. The other two times at bat. Gabby was thrown out of first base. Too high. Ball one. Now on first base. One out. One other one ball.
Warnicky starts his motion. Here it comes. A ball strike, three and two. Three balls, two strikes on point. Three and two. Dropped by Gabby Hyman. Gabby couldn't hold that one. And Planky cross that he gets alive. Down on Plank is three and two. Three and two. Three balls to strike. Cross Eddie strikes out. Cross Eddie batting for Hara strikes out. One man gone the first tonight. Luke Gaffling, batting. There the grounder, Carl Herman a second. Billy throws to first and gets loose. Herman a second, throws out Appling at first. Two men are gone, the first half of ninth inning. Johnny Garrity batting. Johnny Garrity has made one single and he's left twice. Yellow time up, Gary slide out.
15 feet back to second base. Now, fans, while I figure up the runs hits and errors, I'm going to turn you over to Lannis Travis on the field. Take it away, Lannis. The managing club, the manager of the winning club this afternoon in Charlie, I want you to say a word to the radio audience. Well, radio audience, and great ball game. We're very happy over our victory. All the boys hustled in a great gang, and believe me, they're a happy bunch, too. It's like a swell game. Nice Dizzy Dean. Here's Dizzy Dean here who wants to say a word, sir. Hi, everybody. I'm glad to be here, and glad that the National League won. And I'm thankful from now on the National League will go places on the All-Star game. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, And here is Brooks Collins. Well, boys, listen, I'm a little excited right now. I don't know just what flavor to let everyone up. We've had Charlie Grimm on, and here's Joe McCarty, the manager of the Americans. Folks, it was a great game. Sorry to lose, but uh, I want to congratulate Charlie Grimm and the National League. It's a wonderful game and a great day and a wonderful crowd. Thank you very much. And I want the governor of the Commonwealth standing here to say just a word. Governor Shirley of Massachusetts. One of the largest crowds we've ever had in the history of baseball in Boston and one of the best games ever played. Thank you very much. The boys have had their way all back to the dressing room. We've got set. We have first down to the edge, Ali uh, Grimm, who said his first word after winning this afternoon. And uh, also, we were followed immediately by uh, Joe McConnell, the manager of the American Leaguers in the All-Star Game, and then His Excellency, the governor of Massachusetts. And uh, all of these fields have been cleared now. The players who have quickly made their way back to their dressing room. I want to turn the microphone back now to Fred Hoy, who will give you the run, hits the run, hits the narrative. Here you are, Fred. Here you are, Fred. Fred, folks. Four runs. Eight hits, no errors. Americans, three runs, seven hits, and one error. This is Fred Hoy speaking. Goodbye, everybody. This is the Yankee Network and the YouTube Broadcasting System. This is...